Oklahoma, y'all. So, uh, there's not much to announce tonight. Uh, I'll, I will read these announcements one more time. Uh, okay. Youth on Wednesday night. Uh, the Kids Church, Sunday morning at 10.30. Men's breakfast on May the 20th at 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall. Even if you don't want to come in fellowship, man, we have pork chops, ham, sausage, sausage gravy, biscuits, scrambled eggs. I mean, my God, it's free breakfast. <laughs> come, come and get it, and, and all the biscuits you want, and you're going to get a little bit of fellowship and maybe a little bit of Bible study. But I mean, at least for the food, if nothing else. I mean, heck, uh, May the sixth, which is next Saturday, we're having a uh, my, our Bible study is in the fellowship hall at 8.30. Prime timers, uh, May 16th at 6 with a guest speaker. And this says Tracy Stevenson is ministering. So what I say? See, hey, listen. Just remember. Yeah, just remember. <laughs> okay, heart to heart. You guys, see, I'm reading this and I can't, I'm reading this and I can't get it right. You guys just know. <laughs> All right. I'm reading the one right below it. <laughs> okay, heart to heart. And Tracy Stevenson will be ministering that. Uh, May 27th, prime timers. We're not going to do that because that's been... Okay, so we don't really know about that yet because that's Memorial Weekend. That we said, okay, that's still up in the air. So uh, when it comes down, catch it. Um... Uh, we have two male and one female spot open for youth camp May the 28th through the 31st. Uh, the deadline to sign up is today. Miss Kim McLemore is the one to see about that. I call her Miss Kim because she's a teacher, and I'm sure she's used to all the kids saying, Miss Kim, Miss Kim. So that's what I'm doing, too. <laughs> I, I want her to feel right at home. <laughs> okay, we still have calendars for sale, $5 a piece. We got plenty of them. Now, tonight... We're having a worship service. Julie, she's in charge of that. And then we're having testimony if anybody wants to testify. And when she feels led by the Spirit to call it quits, she's going to ask everybody to come up and pray. Pray as long as you want to. There is no dismissal tonight. If you don't want to come pray, when we're through singing, split out the door. But if you want to pray, I will be here until the last person walks out the door. And I will lock up behind you. And so you'll know, and don't forget, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday next week, 5 to 7, I'm going to be here. Have the back door open. If you want to come and pray, fine. If you don't, hey, it's okay with me. Uh, pray where you are. God doesn't care where you are when you're praying. Just pray. And we all know what we're praying for, the pastor, a pastor, the church to grow, et cetera, et cetera. 
pray for the board continually because nobody needs it more than we do. And I'm saying that I'm saying that about myself, y'all. So I'm going to turn it over to Julie. We're not even taking an offering tonight. We're just going to get right into the worship. Thank y'all.
and then his mama got sick and then I got hurt and then he got hurt and then his mama passed and then my sister got sick and then my sister passed and I went through three different rounds of antibiotics this year. I mean, it's been a rough year and a half but God is faithful and he is with us through it all. We were able to be with his mama when she passed to the Lord. I was able to be with my sister. I got there two hours before she passed. God is faithful and he is so good to us and he provides all we need for life and godliness. And it doesn't matter if it's a financial miracle. <laughs> Back in 2020, we put away some money because you just didn't know what was going to happen, right? So we just stuck it up in a cabinet and cash in case we ever needed it. Well, there came a time one time last year where we needed some money and we were trying to figure out how to pay this bill on time. And all of a sudden it came to, well, it came to Alan and he was like, oh, and he looks up in the cabinet and there it was. There was the money that we needed because God knew and he had us put it up there so it was ready at the time of need because God is faithful. So, so very, very faithful. Okay, y'all. I'm sure he's faithful in your life, too. Who's next? Come on, don't be shy. I'll bring it to you. You don't have to stand in front. <laughs> so that everybody can hear you. You know, Faith talking about how faithful God is. Just reminded me some things in our life that he's been faithful for. And um, at a time in our life, our daughter had had a baby. And, and Merle and I were so distraught. And she probably wouldn't like me telling this. But anyway, we were distraught. And one day I was just laying on my face before the Lord. And I said, Lord, you know, why? We... Why, why is this happening? And he spoke to me and said, that child's going to bring her to me. And you know, sometimes we have to wait on God's promises. I thought it would happen next week. Fourteen years later, she called me one morning and she said she was having kid trouble. 
And she called me one morning and she said, and y'all will know now why I love Heart to Heart, our women's ministry. She said, Mama, when's Heart to Heart? And I said, it's in the morning. And she said, well, I'm going to come. And I said, how come? <laughs> and she said, I just can't do this by myself. She said, I've got, to, I've got to get saved. I have to have Jesus. And you know, don't give up on God's promises. They, Amy, they may take years. <laughs> I don't know why I've even said that to you, but the Lord told me you need that reassurance that it may be years. But what God has promised us, he will bring it to pass. I lost a job one time, and it was devastating. But the Lord had spoke to me about a year before that and said, you need to be prepared. And so I never even said anything to Merle because I knew that he would panic. but Because uh, <laughs> I had a really good job. <clears throat> but we... We started selling stuff, and, we, and I, I, I had a brand-new car, and I had to, you know, put my pride aside, and I sold it and bought one for $1,500, so you can imagine what it looked like. And, 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 you know, when I finally, they laid me off, I already had my office pretty much packed up because I just knew. And, and to get that job, I had left another job that I loved, but the Lord had said, it's time to move on. And I retired from my job, another job I've had for, for 20 years. I went to Denver this week and took my computer and all my files and left them with the family. And I'm going to be able to start drawing my retirement that that job paid me. And I was so hurt when I was laid off, but so excited too, because I knew that God had made me a promise. And at 66 years old, I'm going to get to start drawing my retirement from that job. <laughs> it, it, sometimes it takes years, but do not give up on the promises that God has, has made you. He is so faithful. Okay. Nobody else has a faithful God? Nobody's doing something in your life? Oh, there you go. God has always taken care of me. I have been through some really hard times, but God has been faithful. He has got me through it all. He has answered so many prayers. Things that I just didn't know how, didn't know where. Uh, I didn't have money to pay my house taxes. And someone gave me some. Uh, God has just been so good to me and so faithful and, and the wind had blew my fence down and the men from the church came and fixed it got it up and I'm so thankful for that I, th I thank God for our
people that are so caring and loving in this church. And my sons have had a hard time. They've never had a father. And I pray, God, please help them take care of them. And, and God made a way for my son to, my ex-husband, when he died, he had a will. And my son got enough money to buy a house and pay for it. And he said, Mom, I would have never, never gotten, been able to get a house like this. And my oldest son has been being harassed at a, on his job till he had to quit. A couple of guys just really mistreating him and threatening him and stuff. And right away, God give him another job. We prayed, we prayed, and God give him another job right away. Just another answer to prayer. I mean, I could probably write a book of all the things that God has done for me. He has, he has been faithful my whole life. We've had a roof over our head and food to eat, clothes to wear. You know? We might not have got to do a lot of other stuff, but God has took care of us. I know it's God. I got one. You're talking about time. Wait on God. Well, this one took about 40 years. My mom and I, years ago, then I got saved and I was still a little angry but God finally took that away and uh, just this last year me and my mom reconciled and it was all God's doing because I was rocking along not even thinking about it just every now and then we would pray and then all of a sudden I get a phone call my sister said she wanted to um, my mom wanted to talk to me and my wife Sherry and uh, so now the last three or four months, we've been actually uh, going back to see her. And so, anyway, 40, 45 years. Okay, I can't pass up a time to thank God for my, for my life and for how he's blessed me all of my life. And there's too many things. It's daily. It's daily that he meets my needs and takes care of me. And it's, I look back now on things that I took for granted, things that he did that I didn't even realize at the time. But he was right there. He was working it out. I may not have even asked him for it, but he just gives it anyway. And it's been 12 years 
in July. Since Neil passed away, and I, he has blessed my life. He had everything in place. He had everything taken care of. I didn't have a worry. I didn't have to move. I didn't have to worry about my house, my bills, nothing. It was all taken care of. And then I never drove. He drove everywhere that we went. Well, he got to where he had that neuropathy in his feet and his foot would slide off the brake and he bumped into the back of a car. So that kind of scared him up a little bit. So he decided that I needed to drive. So I started driving and that was about a year, I'd say, before he passed away. God orchestrated that. He knew what our future hold, held, and he knew that I needed to get that confidence and to do that. And I got to where I would drive to the kids in Texas even, you know. I couldn't believe that I did that, but then I, I do it by myself now, so I've really got brave. But I, it's just everything, everything. There was a a little policy that he had as a retiree that we didn't even know he had. And when Todd got to checking on all of that, well, that was there. It, it was exactly enough to pay for the funeral. So he just kept on, and he does, like I said daily, there's something that I, I can't praise him enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Here's what I'm going to do. Yep, there we go. Got Whoop. Thank you. Well, yeah. I thought you were going to go ahead, Don. Sorry, Don. If I had to a million words and 10 million dictionaries and everything I could pull together, it would not be enough to say, thank you, God. Thank you. I was one of those kids that was raised in church. I accepted Christ and was filled with the baptism somewhere between 12 and 13. It's been a few years. He's better today than he was then. Yeah, amen. He gets better every day. And how I would walk or talk, I don't know how I would do it without God. Prayer is something that just bubbles. Thank you is something that just bubbles. And folks... This is the God that has sustained us through every day, like Linda said, every day of our life. He's going to give us a minister that is meant for Long Grove Assembly. And I've been teasing people, you get ready, get the buses ready, we're going to have revival and you can come bust in. I believe God can do that. Yes. I'm thankful for what he has done because it's great. 
I'm looking forward to what he's going to do because it's going to be even better. Okay, anybody that knows me knows this is totally out of my comfort zone. I'd rather take a beating than be up in front of anybody, but uh, I, I have to tell you what the Lord did for me. Uh, two years ago, two years and two months ago, Nancy found me uh, on the bathroom floor, totally passed out. It was uh, February 27th. And she called my best buddy, Doug. He came over, and they got EMS over there and got me into Ardmore Hospital. Uh, I've given this testimony to some smaller groups, but and they uh, <clears throat> rushed me to uh, Ardmore Hospital, and um, <clears throat> they couldn't revive me. They said, they said I was gone, and, uh, you know, and Nancy kept screaming at them, um, you keep going. I don't, I'm not ready to let them go. I'm not ready to let them go. You them back and they said if we were to able to bring him back which we don't think we can he would be a vegetable the rest of his life anyway because his, he, he has brain has had no blood for five for, for over five minutes mm -hmm. and she said I don't care you keep going you keep going and so finally they got a pulse and then they got a heartbeat well come to find out that um, I only know what I've been told because I was totally out of this, so I, I can only tell you what, I, what I've been told. And so they got me into the hospital and found out I had 200% clogged arteries. And they said, uh, one, we can, we can put a stent in one, but the other one has to have open heart surgery. We can't get to it. And so they said, uh, called a heart hospital in Oklahoma City. They said, okay, get them up here and you know we'll take care of them. Well, they start taking me out to the helicopter, and there was a 60-mile-an-hour wind, and a helicopter said, we can't fly. We'll, we'll crash. We can't possibly take off in, in this kind of weather. So they began to look for a plane, and they said, well, if we get a plane, planes can fly in this kind of weather if we can get them on a plane. So they started looking for somewhere around the pla for a plane, and the wind stopped. Wind stopped totally. They said, get him in here. Let's go. So they got me in the helicopter and took me to Oklahoma City. And Dr. Pardon was either there or driving on the way there to, to attend to me. Wonderful doctor, Dr. Pardon. So um, I got to the hospital. I'm assuming this is what, what took place. Well, he told me afterwards. He said afterwards, he said, um, because, they, because they called him and told him and said, we checked him out. And he has to have open heart surgery for the one artery. And so um, I got up there, and Dr. Pardon did all his testing and everything. Uh, and he found out that uh, he could put stents in both of the arteries, that I didn't have to have to have open heart surgery. He said, I took care of it, Don. That's how he talked me. <laughs> really a super doctor. And so um, then I was recuperating in the hospital. And I, I didn't wake up for over three weeks. Uh, from the from the February, February 27th into uh, the the middle of March, and um, so I was having all these different uh, hallucinations, and I remember being up in the sky looking down, and the altar was all lit up with these lights. And Pastor Gary said, "Folks." 
I have some bad news. Don Heilman died this morning at 9.30. And um, I, told, I shared this with Pastor Gary. And um, then, I'll, I don't know, I was in and out of everything for, for several weeks after that. And I um, finally, you know, I was begging, begging to go home. Finally, they put me into that Baptist place up in, um, anybody know that Baptist uh, uh Recuperating place up some up, up there where uh, near Oklahoma City. Uh, anyway, I was there for a week, and then I I passed out again, and they took me to the Oklahoma City again and checked me out, and uh, I was just begging to go home. And they said, "Well, no, you're not ready to go home." I said, "Let, let me go home. I, I I I need to go home." So they said, "Well, if you sign papers, uh, we'll let you go home," and so and so they did. On April first, I came home, and uh, here I am. I'm not a I'm more than a vegetable, and I thank and praise God for it. There's so, there, there was so much more. There's so much more, too, but I tried to make it as short as I can, but that's basically what happened. So. start worship but we're going to go ahead and open up the altars for prayer now can you dim the lights down to the worship setting we're going to get real comfortable we're just going to let the spirit just do whatever he wants to do a lot of times we try to get in the way by doing our own thing, making the agenda making the schedule but we're not going to do that tonight I want everybody to just just forget everything that's around you. You're the only ones there, just you and God, just the one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you want to sit, that's fine. If you want to stand, that's fine. If you want to come ahead and come to the altars, that is fine too. If you feel led to say something else before the service, before we end the service, the microphone is right there. Father, we just thank you, God, for this time that we have together as a whole, Father, to worship your holy name, God. Father, we thank you for the testimonies that were given tonight, God. We know that you're no respecter of person, that you hold nothing back from each of us, God. Father, we pray tonight that you would just pour your spirit down, God, on each and every one of us here, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, Spirit, Spirit, yes, God. Spirit, sound rushing wind, fire of God, for within, Holy Ghost, breathe on. Spirit of 
has that pasture in mind. And we're going to be going into a time of prayer and fasting, and I encourage each one of you to do what you can. But we shouldn't come to God as beggars. He delights in His children. And He delights to bless you. We need to be thanking God for the new pastor. We need to be praising God for the new pastor, not begging him for a new pastor.
Hey! 
realize that I am your only hope. And you see my face and you call out to me knowing that there is nothing or no one else but me that can solve your problem, that can fix your life, that can remedy every circumstance and situation that you have. When you seek my face, not what I can do, not what I am able to accomplish, but my presence. When you seek my presence, then I will meet with you. My word tells you, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. Do not stop what you have started, or you will not see the victory you want. Do not misunderstand me. I am God. I am not coaxed. I am not bribed. I am not wowed in any way by what you are able to do. It does not impress me. Your talents, your abilities, I gave them to you. You wouldn't have them if I hadn't. What I seek, what I want, is all of your heart. What I desire is not all of the music, and there is nothing wrong with music. There's nothing wrong with praise. There's nothing wrong, all wrong with all of these things that you do. But what I want more than anything else is your heart. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When I have your heart, and I have all of it, then you can know that I will show my I'm not telling you something you don't already know, but I am telling you something that you need to do. You must make the move. You must start somewhere and do something. Because every time that I move is when people move toward me. Seek my face. 
leave the lights dimmed a little bit in case anyone.